0: And also, we will be concluding everything this afternoon at 5 p.m. This is our question and answer that will be at 5 p.m. Specifically, we will be looking at Revelation chapter 18 and also through uh, 20 and 21, uh, um, gleaning through it this morning. And so, we just want to thank you for being here. Uh, the Word of God is powerful, is it not? the Word of God, it is on track and it is there to correct us and to lead us. Each and every one of us, we are subjected to the Word of God. And God wants to do so much in our lives. And if we just allow Him uh, to do what He has designed and desired in in our lives, our lives will be much better. Praise the Lord. And so we are so thankful for the presence of God today. And as we come, we want to just welcome us. We want to welcome us, all of us, into the presence of God. He has been waiting here all week for us, and he is so excited to have us in his presence. Amen? And so let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. We praise you. We worship and adore you. Lord, you are a wonderful God. And it doesn't matter what we have done, where we have been, Lord, you are there for us. We pray, Father, that your divine anointing will be up on us and that the Holy Spirit will lead us, Lord. As we open your words now, we pray, Father, that you will open our minds that we will be able to understand. We pray for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We pray even for the fluency, Lord, as I stand here to deliver. I pray that you'll help me, Father, hide me behind Calvary's cross and that your words will come through in an effective manner. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We look at the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation, a very wonderful book, Revelation chapter 18 specifically. And in this chapter, we see here the final extermination of evil. God is is coming together and He's saying that this is it. This is going to be the final call God is calling. Each and every one of us to stand up and step out of deception. Um, Whether we like it or not, we have deception in the camp. And God does not want us to be connected with it. And so we see in the book of Revelation uh, chapter 18... We see something very clear here in this book, and it says, After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. The earth was lightened with the glory of this angel. This angel stands in the presence of God, but an angel is a messenger, and he has a message for us, and he cried with a strong voice saying, Babylon, Babylon is the great is falling, is falling, and it repeats twice, is falling. And there is significance to why it is repeated, and we will get into that. And has become the habitation of devils, devils, and hold the the, uh, the and a hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful spirit. Bird. When we think of what that is saying, Babylon is falling, is falling. We understand that back in the days when the media Persian empire came in and Babylon was actually in a physical way falling. But we have to understand there is going to be another falling where in a spiritual way Babylon will be falling as well. And this is right around the curve it's going to fall and it is prophesied that John saw way back there nearly 2,000 years ago he saw this institution falling now we looked at in the book of um, Revelation chapter 18 we see very clearly we talked about this woman that was on the beast and thank you you put it up this woman that was on the beast, and this beast had ten heads, it's, uh, seven heads, and it had uh, ten crowns on its head. And what we see very clearly, the Bible is telling us that uh, five, it says, five were, five were, one is, and another is yet to come. Five were, one is, and one is yet to come. And we are looking at the one that he saw that was yet to come. But we see that is here right now. And we're going to be talking about that a little. And so we know that the five, and we're going to delve into this a little bit uh, this afternoon. That five, we see that we have the, the Egyptian kingdom that was, that list, that, uh, was there, uh, that, that was on the scene. We see that we had uh, Babylon and Media Persia and all of those kingdoms that passed, those kingdoms that were. But we understand that we know that in his context, in the context of his time, uh, John, he was under the Roman Empire. And then the Roman Empire fell as a political empire. And then religio-political Rome came into the existence at, at that time. And the, the beast was wounded, but then it was healed and came back. And so we see right now, we are under uh, 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 this religious authority, this dominion right across the world. And we are told that there is a warning for each and every one of God's people to come out of her. There is a warning to step out of this kingdom, this thing. And so as we looked in the book of um, um, Revelation chapter 18, specifically here, we see in verse 2, this angel cried with a loud voice and said that Babylon is fallen, this place is a habitation of devil and a habitation of every unclean and hateful bird in verse 3 and all the nations it says all the nations let me get to it here on screen Um, it says all the nations sorry about that we are right here all right. It says, All the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication, fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have wa- are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And so we see all of these. There is a doom up on this Babylonian kingdom. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that he may not be partakers of her sin or receive not the, uh, her of her place. And her sins, uh, for her sins have reached unto heaven and God hath remembered her iniquities." the lord has remembered her iniquities and so we understand very clearly for some some of you that have not been following from the beginning we see that this is very clear there is a system on this world and we it is the system that is the papal system the catholic system that has dominated this entire world catholic means universal and has a hold over this world. We understood from the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 17, it gave us the definition of where this beast sits. It is the beast, uh, this beast that sits on seven hills. And we talked about that little last night. And sitting on seven hills are seven mountains, which very clearly tells us where that is. And so we see now God is calling, causing, uh, He's calling for doom now, for His wrath will come up on this very establishment. And He says, Her sins now, her sins, which is the sins of this false church, are reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. And so clearly we see. Reward her even as she is rewarded you and double unto her, double according to her works in the cup which she has filled full, filled to her double. It says, how much had she glorified herself and and lived deliciously? So much torment and sorrow give her. For she has said in her heart, "I sit a queen, and i am now a widow, and, and no widow, and shall see no sorrow." And so this this um, establishment, this system, uh, is believed that it is. I am it. Uh, I am. I am the the one that that dominates. I am a queen. You know, I'm no widow. You know, I have it all together. This great city, as we understand, the people who have a common purpose, Babylon the great, equals the enemy of God, mother of harlots, as we learned, gave birth to false religions, and we looked at some of these before, and of the abominations of the earth's spiritual fornication. Understand, any time... We mingle with things that we are not to do as God's people. We are committing fornication. Fornication is when you step out and you are, are committed, committing these acts, sinful acts, with other religious organizations. Now, I remember a few years ago, there was uh, this particular lady. She was a, a staunch Christian. But she wanted to get this man. And she decided that she was going to go to a fortune teller for the fortune teller to help her out. And so she went to the fortune teller and the fortune teller told her all of these things that she wanted to hear. But she wasn't too satisfied and so she decided to go to an obia man or what you say voodoo for some of you guys. And, and she went and this person told her all the things and gave her all of the things to get this man and enchant this man, right? What we gotta understand that if we are for God, we can't be fooling around with other stuff. God is calling us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He doesn't want us to mix and mingle with all of these things. And so there is a call to come out of confusion come here and I will show you the judgment of the harlot as we saw in Revelation chapter 1. And so we see the judgment. This is the extent of the judgment of this harlot that will come. And so we see all of the, the, as we learned yesterday, the religious powers, the governmental powers, and these powers have combined forces to help each other to control the peoples of the earth. How many of us How many of us are controlled by God? Ah. How many of us realize that we are being controlled even by some of these powers on earth? Now, I know some of you would not put up your hands, but let me tell you, God, he wants us to focus on him and him only. Anytime we deviate from the path, destruction is at hand. And I know some of you guys are looking at this and you're saying, oh, these are just fairy tales, right? You, you, can't, you can't relate to that. But I want you to relate to this, that there is a God that died for you. He died for you 2,000 years ago. And he died to save you from all of this mess. And if we do not stop drinking from the wells are the rivers of Babylon, doom is on hand for each and every one of us, and God is calling us to stand clear. In verse 8, it says, therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burnt with fire. For strong is the Lord who judgeth her and the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and live deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. They shall see that this woman, the scarlet woman will be burnt up and the kings of the earth uh, as we see, that's the graphic of that. And standing afar, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, the mightiest, that mighty city, for in one hour is judgment come. Now, all this time for reigning for 1260 days, um, I mean, enjoying the pleasure, enjoying all life, persecuting God's people, but judgment is come, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. I want you to remember with me when the financial crisis came, and that financial crisis came because the housing market fell People are not buying cars and all kind of things happening. People start losing their jobs and all of that. The employment rate started skyrocketing all across. Did this only affect the United States? What other countries were affected? Right across the world. The only country that was not affected significantly in a very hard way was Canada. It was strange. We're so next, we're next door by Canada was not affected as much. But I want you to understand that, you know, it's just because Canada has a different system in terms of the banking system, in terms of the way they loan money and so forth, um, Canada is more fiscally robust in their, in their efforts. And so it affected them, but not as much as some of the other European countries that has uh, wrapped up a lot of investments and so forth in the United States. But what happens, you know, I heard a theologian says, when America sneezes, the entire world gets sick, right? And, And literally, that's what happened. And so there was, you notice that in the the Greek bank, we we notice right across in Europe, Scotland, all of these different areas, they were affected by this. And we see here, the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn. We understand in the book of Revelation chapter 13, there was a merger of these two powers, the beast power, which is the religio-political power, a roman power merging with the american power and we see that they shall be a combined two twosome that will rule the world and this is what we see right now now a disclaimer i know that there are individuals in our midst right now they don't want us to talk about this they don't want to hear this on sabbath but let me tell you it's the truth it is the truth and we have to stand up for the truth we got to stand up for what is right if we don't warn you if we don't warn you who will you know some of you guys are not even studying this on your own And I want to encourage you in this that we know where we stand and we know who we're worshiping. Ultimately, that's what we determined last night. It's all about who we are worshiping. Are you worshiping God? Are you worshiping the beast? Which one? And so we see the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and and purple and silk and scarlet and thine wood and all the vessels of ivory and all manner of vessels of most precious wood and brass and iron and marble, all of these wonderful things, cinnamon and orders and and ointments and frankincense and wine, oil and, and all of them, everything, the whole economic system was shaken when we saw in what was happening with America right and the fruits uh, that thy soul lusteth after are departed from thee and all things which, are, which were dainty and goodly and departed from thee, thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar for fear of her torment and with weeping, and wailing saying at last alas that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls for in one hour so great riches is come to naught and every ship uh, uh, shipmaster and all their company in ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off. And they cried when they saw the smoke of her burning. And saying, what city is like unto this great city? What city? When the first Babylon was destroyed. It was the king of all cities. Nebuchadnezzar, he ruled right across belteshazzar he took over from his 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 father and he ruled right across and they were a mighty city to be reckoned everyone feared them but when that decisive hour came and judgment was written on that judgment hall mini mini tekhir farsin immediately judgment came up on that city What I want you to understand, we don't have to be caught up in this judgment. God has so loved us that he has given this and gave John, uh, permitted John to see these things, to write these things down, that we indeed will be prepared and not have to suffer with this city when this city falls. Because if this, if you are connected with this confusion, imagine, immediately, uh, what happens? Doom will come upon you as well. And God is calling us to stand forth. And it says they cast dust, they uh, cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, "Alas, alas! That great city, wherein were made rich all the ships." Uh, in the sea by reason of her uh, costliness for in one hour she is made desolate. Rejoice over her thou heavens and he holy apostles and prophets for God hath avenged her on, hath avenged you on her. And so very clearly we are told that there needs to be rejoicing. Praise the Lord for what Has happened, or is going to happen, and we're seeing it unfold here. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a milestone, millstone, and cast it in the sea and said, Thus... With violence shall thy, that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. The voice of harpers and musicians and pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in her. And, crafts, and no craftsmen are of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in her, and the sound of a milestone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. The voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more. At all in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all the nations deceived. And in her was found the blood of prophets and saints, and of all that were slain on the earth. We have to understand, everybody, God is calling each and every one of us to step out of this falsehood. He has called us. And we see that coming down to the end of time, as we are told that this judgment will come upon this very, very city, this very institution, Christ, the next thing that we will see is the true king, the king of the universe, he is going to be coronated as king. And we see this in, in Revelation chapter 19. Christ is coronated as kings of kings and Lord of lords. He is the king. And so we see the doom... Of the unrighteous. But then the transition takes place, as we see in the book of Daniel, chapter 2, the image where we see all those kingdoms, they are destroyed by that rock that represents Christ. It, is, it comes and grinds that image and fills the entire earth. When Christ comes back, he is going to come back as we see in First Thessalonians chapter 4. He is going to come back and he's going to take his people unto himself. And when he takes his people unto himself, they will be in heaven for 1,000 years. And we are told that we indeed shall even judge the very angels of God. The, the angels that the, of God are the angels that were fallen. We will judge those fallen angels, Satan and his angels, the dragon and his angels. We will see the fine details why they fell. And we are going to even judge and see why even those individuals on earth, why they did not make it. And for 1,000 years, we will be in heaven. And we are told in the book of Revelation chapter 20, we see very clearly that John, he sees the end of it all. He sees in Revelation chapter 20, verse 1, he sees this great and mighty angel come down from heaven, having the keys to the bottomless pit. And when he sees this angel coming down with the keys to the bottomless pit, this this angel has a great chain in his hand, and he lays hold of the dragon. He lays hold of the dragon, that old serpent, verse 2, which is the devil and Satan, and binds him for how long? For 1,000 years. Now, when we have to understand the bottomless pit, the bottomless pit basically is going to be a desolate earth. Where you see the bottomless pit, it is a desolate earth. Satan is not going to have anyone to tempt For 1,000 years, only himself and his demons, but they're fallen anyway, and judgment is around the corner for them. And so what we understand here, he is going to be bounded and chained. These are chains of circumstances as we see in the book of Jude. He is going to be restricted to this earth, and he is going to roam this earth for 1,000 years. For 1,000 years he is going to go through that. And he is going to be cast in the bottomless pit and, and shut him up. And it says in verse 3, And set a seal on him that he shall not deceive the nations no more till the thousand years are fulfilled. Right? And after he will be loose for a season. Now what we understand, Satan, when Christ comes back, He is going to come back, and when he takes his people uh, to heaven for those thousand years, the sun is going to refuse to shine. And so scientifically, they are right. The sun is not going to shine. The sun is going to be darkened, and it's going to be in that darkened state for 1,000 years. Now imagine an earth without sun. Imagine the earth without the sun. Just if you go a little further north and we understand the reason why it gets colder in some reason regions is that the sun is a little further away from the earth and that causes winter. As the earth rotates around, it the certain areas are further from the sun. But imagine no sun immediately. I don't know what temperature. I don't think we have anything to measure how cold it will be. This earth will become a ball of ice for 1,000 years, and Satan and his angels, they will be roaming this earth. It will be worse than the flood, because at least during the flood, there was the sun. But this earth will be like a ball of ice, and Satan will be roaming this earth for 1,000 years. But God is going to do something spectacular. Uh, He is going to come back after those 1,000 years are expired. Amen? And when he comes back for those, after those thousand years expired, you read Revelation chapter 20 and Revelation chapter 21, and you put it together and and you get the chronological uh, view of this. We see God's city, Holy New Jerusalem, coming down out of God, out of heaven, and it will come down to this icy and cold earth, and the righteousness of God will thaw this earth out. Is going to thaw this earth out and God is going to call forth for all the people now. All the unrighteous, he is going to resurrect them. And so we're going to have all the wicked people of this earth. And you could think about all of these wicked dictators that killed people, murdered people, blew them up. And they have died outside of the Lord. And all the wicked will resurrect And for the first time in the history of the world, we're going to have every single person that was ever born awake. The unrighteous on the outside of the city. The righteous on the inside of the city. And the unrighteous will be looking in and the righteous will be looking out. And there will be great tears. There will be crying. Because you probably will see loved ones on the outside of the city. You will see people that you have prayed for on the outside of the city. You're going to see all these individuals that you have fasted and prayed and they turn their back on the Lord. You will see that. And when you see that, can you imagine to see your loved one the person that that you love so much your son or daughter the one that you gave birth to on the outside of the city and you're on the inside can you imagine and knowing that this is final knowing there is not going to be another day that you wake up and hey everything is going to be all right it is not a bad dream that you have you know when you have those bad dreams and you wake up and you praise god it was just a dream but this is real and you're going to see for the first time all of those that have rejected the lord you will be acquainted with their file and their portfolio for those thousand years Satan is going to be loose now for that time and he is going to have people to tempt. But it's going to be hopeless because he knows that all these people are on his side. He knows that all these people are in his team and he's going to say, hey, look, look how much we have. We have many of us out here. Let's take the city and Satan is going to come with all the great mafia mastermind. He's going to come with all of these great evil people and they're going to try to take the city of God. The Bible tells us Satan, if we examine very clearly in Ecclesiastes chapter 28, we see that there is going to come something from within the midst of Satan and will, that will consume him. A fire shall come from within him and he shall be consumed accordingly. But we see now, just put all of this together. Some individuals, they set the stage and they said, you know, just as uh, the, the, the judgment that is set and the lake of fire, that God takes his divine lighter and he lights the place ablaze. But I believe that we serve a God that is so powerful and so mighty that whenever the righteousness of God emanates and it is uncontrolled and it is unsheltered and are unveiled, anything within His path burns. And I believe this is where hellfire is going to originate from, when Satan and his army tries to attack the city of God, to take that city. The Bible tells us that fire comes down out of God from heaven and consumes them. There is a place and there is a a fire that is reserved for the devil and his angels, folks, as Revelation chapter 20 tells us. And this fire, we don't have to have any connection with this fire. We don't have to be in it. But some of us, we want to be in it. Some of us today, we are hearing this word either by line or in this, online or in the church and you are saying, hey, I don't care what that bald headed preacher is saying. Right. <laughs> I don't care what he's saying. Right. You know, I don't care. I want to live my life and I don't want nobody to bug me. And hey, it is your choice. We serve a God He respects your choice, but there's a consequence. We serve a God that is pro life and is pro choice. I'm not pushing any political agenda, but you will suffer the consequence. And He permits that, He wants you to choose. And so there is a choice that is made. Those people outside the city, they have made the choice to follow the devil. They have chose, they have made the choice to reject Satan. They have uh, rejected the Lord. They have made the choice. Time and time appeals have been made and they have just said, hmm, I'm not going nowhere. But let me tell you, this is the final judgment. And everything is set. Those on the outside and those within. And Christ now magnifies himself. The city is about to be attacked. It's about to be attacked, and he magnifies himself. He is glorified. And the glory of God emanates from that very temple. It emanates and it comes through that transparent wall and it comes out and each and every person on the outside is basically incinerated. And they burn. And everything outside that city burns. Those Who have more sins burn the longest. Some will be consumed. But Satan and his angels will burn for the longest. But they will be burnt up. There are many people that believe there's some place, there's a hell that is, you know, burning, right? If a hell there's burning on earth, it's not too far from here. It's Death Valley. Understand, it is the lowest point and it's the hottest point. Do your research, right? About an hour from here, and we're not too far from it. But let me tell you, Death Valley is not hell. We don't know what hell is until Christ comes back. And this earth is going to go from its coldest state to its hottest state. And everything will be consumed and burnt up. The devil will be no more. He will be no more. His angels will be no more. There will be no one to tempt you. There will be no one there to whisper in your ear any, any, any unhealthy thoughts. There will be nothing. And when we look at Revelation chapter 21... As we look at Revelation 21, as we bring this to a close, we see something in Revelation chapter 21 that is so amazing. We see the Lord glorified. We see the Lord majestic. We see God standing on his throne. In Revelation chapter 21, we see God. Everything comes down. It tells you in a whole thing now. Everything comes together. And it says, and I, John, saw. This is what John saw. This is the name of our series, right? And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Praise the Lord prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself, praise God, shall be with them and be their God. Now understand what this is saying, everybody. You got to understand this, and you got to savor this. We got to understand that wherever, sometimes we get so caught up in geographical location, but God is not about geographical location. We don't serve a geographical God. Let me tell you, Uh, it it is not where God is, that place that we, it is called heaven. It is not because that place is holy and all of that, that makes it holy. The only reason why it is holy is because God is there. And so there is going to be a divine relocation, everybody. We got to understand there is going to be a divine relocation. God is going to move his capital from there to here. He is going to reestablish his capital on earth. This is where, where the center of the universe is going to be on this earth. Everything is going to surround earth because of the presence of God. Amen. We serve a God wherever he goes, his throne follows him. Wherever he goes, heaven follows him because that's the kind of God that we serve. Amen. And he is going to establish himself here on earth. The question is are you going to be with him or are you going to be burnt up one or the other and I'm not scaring anybody but this is the truth and we see and God shall wipe away all tears he's going to take his divine kerchief handkerchief and he is going to wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death come on everybody say no more death no more, no more death there shall be no more sorrow no more sorrow There shall be no more crying. No more crying. crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. Say, "No no pain. No pain. Right? For the former things are passed away. Former things are passed away. And he that sat on the throne says, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write. For these words are true and faithful. This is what the Lord is saying. I make all things new. And he said, I, it it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is a thirst. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. That is it. How many of us want this water of life? If you want this water of life, stand and claim it. Christ wants to give it to you. Amen? We understand that that Babylonic beast, that beast wants you to drink from her cup. Amen? Wants you to drink from her cup. But God, go back to verse 6. God wants you. He wants you to drink from the cup that He has. Amen? He wants you to drink from His cup. His cup. What well are you drinking from? God wants you to drink. He wants you to drink from His cup. And He that drinks... From this shall not be thirsty. Everybody, we want to praise God for that. Amen. Verse 6. We see God gives us the victory. And if you understand this text, there is a fountain, everyone. And we read on in verse, go on later on in this chapter and also verse 22, chapter 22, we see that there is a fountain that is flowing from the throne of God and it is passing through under the tree of life. He wants you to have life and he wants you to have it more abundantly. So why are we insisting and living miserable lives? When Christ wants us to live in freedom, he doesn't want us to be thirst again. He wants us to take off the water that only he shall give. And we shall be free. In verse 7, those of us, we are standing and praise God, we have drink, we are taking from the water that he has to give in verse 7 it says he that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son he wants to be your God sister and he wants you to be his daughter amen and so this is the kind of God we serve amen church I know that there are individuals in our midst who have not taken a stand for God you have not taken a stand for life and Jesus says I am the way the truth and the life no one could have access to heaven it has to be through Jesus and so today I'm making a simple call if you have not given your life to Christ yet but today you want to say listen Christ I'm standing for you it doesn't matter where you have been or what you have done it does not matter Christ is here while there is still time I want to invite you to come to the front we want to pray with you you should be running down here if you're in here and you know young or old, it's never too late, Christ has called, and He is calling you, will you not come to Christ today? My little scholar is coming, praise God, Christ is calling you, amen, Amen. He's calling you, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, come on everybody. I know there's more. You have an opportunity to come to Christ today. I'm inviting you to come. Young or old, mother, father, son. You want to give Christ a try today and you want to surrender your life today to him. This time of doom is coming. We're inviting you to come. We want to pray with you. We want to pray for God's anointing upon your life. Do you wonder why your life has been going in, in such a strange way? Perhaps it's because that connection with God is severed. Don't you want to reconnect? I'm inviting you to come. The Lord is inviting you to come. We want a simple pray with you. Will you not come today? Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. Christ says, I will give you rest. You don't have to be struggling. How many of you want to be on the outside of the city? You want to be outside of the city? Okay, remain. But if you want to be in on the inside. And say, Lord... I don't know how I'm going to make it. I know there have to be some changes in my life. Let it be. I'm inviting you to come. Church, please pray. There is a struggle that is going on here, there is a fight that is going on here. There is a fight. There is a fight. Praise God. Will you not come? The Lord is calling you today. Bow your heads and pray, church. The Lord is calling you. If Christ is calling you, will you not come? There may be individuals who have been with Christ at some point, but you stepped away and you know you need to come back. You know you need to come back. This is your time. I'm asking you to come. This is the other category. You know that you have been with God at some point. But you have turned your back on Him. And you want to come and you want to say, Lord, I'm, re- I'm coming home. I'm making a comeback. Is there anyone in our midst Today? I want you to join. Come with me. The Lord wants to renew that covenant that was established. Will you not come? Will you not come? If you know somebody that's struggling, I'm encouraging you even as a church member, bring that person up. Tug them. Bring them. Encourage them. We want to pray with you. This is revival time. The only reason I'm prolonging this. Because I know. The devil is angry. And he's holding you back. He's holding you back. Release yourself. Pull away from him. Ask the Lord. He will help you. Young man. Young woman. Mother, father, come. The Lord is calling you. He's calling you. Will you not come? We have a few minutes, a few seconds more. And as we prepare to pray, I know the Lord is calling you right now, but you're holding it down. Will you not come? Praise God. Will you not come back to the Lord? Amen. Will you not come? Come to the Lord today, sister. Come. Surrender to the Lord. He's calling you. He knows you by name and by number. feel like holding out here all day because there is there are individuals that's holding out and this is your day of change are you going to go back home the same way it was God's divine mission that you leave not you don't leave this church the same way you came but you leave renewed with the assurance that God has made a change in your life. Praise the Lord, sister. Come right in, sister. Praise the Lord. I'm inviting you, please, even as we pray, we'll be praying for you that is holding out, that you will have full deliverance and allow God to take up his residence in your life. Let us pray. Come. Come here. Lord in heaven, we know that there is a struggle that is going on even right now. And Lord, I pray that you will touch each and every person within the hearing of my voice. Lord, some of us have been hurt and broken. And Lord, we don't know what to do. We are confused. But Lord, I know that this is your call. You have called us, Lord, to make a difference, Lord, in our lives, in the lives of others, Lord. And I pray that even now as we pray, Father. There may be individuals in our midst right now listening online. I pray, Father, that you will give them the impetus to surrender all to you. Oh, Father, please, Lord, take control of each and every one of us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. We pray, Father, that you will help us as John saw all of these things unfolding, Lord. This world that is about to be destroyed, help us, Lord, not to be destroyed with it. Help us to make a decisive move, Lord, to come that we will be counted in the number of those within the city and not those without Oh, Father, I pray that you will help us. Help us to know we can't do it on our own. The only way we can do it is through Jesus Christ. And we pray, Father, that you will please move up on each and every individual, Lord, and that you will take control, Lord. Bless us. We thank you for the commitments of those who came forward for the first time, surrendering their lives, Lord, saying no to this world. And even for those who came, Lord, recommitting and recovenanting their lives, Lord, may you take them, Father, help them, help them and help them to know, Father, that you died for a purpose, that they truly will have this eternal life with you. We just want to give you thanks, Lord, for each and every one that is standing here. We want to say enough to this world. And we want to stand firm in Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that your anointing will be upon us, Lord. And that you will help us, that, to help us to know, Lord, that we can't do it on our own, but we need you. And so bless us and grace us with your presence. Give us your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. For you are worthy to be praised. For we ask these things in the mighty name and the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen, brother. Blessings. 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 Just take up.